In this episode, I talk about Guinness Zero, the Strymon Cloudburst guitar pedal, and Frazier. I'm your host, Derek Brink, and you are listening to Empty Checking. Checkmates, it's your old Uncle Derek. Hope you're doing okay. For those of you keeping track, I'm still on the old Shure SM58 microphone. The other ones are otherwise occupied. Basically, I'm recording an album. I didn't really, <laughs> I didn't really mean to, but I'm recording an album. I don't think it'll be out until uh, 2024. Feels like maybe a springtime release, but we'll see how things go. It's one of those. Like, I, I get sick of stuff if I work on it for too long, so I'm, you know, I am taking it slowly, but if I'm mastering this thing for like a month and a half, I'm going to just want to put it out, you know? So we'll, we'll see what happens, but it feels, it feels like a springtime release. We'll see. We're in the middle of October. We're like dead center of October right now, so putting it out in, in uh, I mean, earliest it would be would be like December, but that still, that seems like a terrible time to release a rock record that isn't a Christmas album. I have cats meowing at me in the background. They're the two best boys, the two sweetiest babies. They're just running around there. Hey, guys. He stopped meowing. I think we're okay. Uh, yeah, 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 we got stuff going on. I'm, I'm on, I'm on a, uh, microphone that I like a lot that isn't the microphones that I use for this. There are cats and so on. Uh, before we get too deep into it, let me just do the stuff that I'm supposed to do within the first, like, five minutes or whatever. Uh, I think it's ten minutes, but whatever. Let me do the website ID stuff. Uh, if you like the show, there's a companion blog over at uh, emptychecking.blogspot.com. The show itself is hosted at emptychecking.podbean.com. It's available on all of the streaming apps, including the one that you're probably listening to it on now. If it's not on your app of choice, let me know, and I will do what I can to get it there. Uh, if you want to know more about me, I guess... Uh, you can go over to DerekBrink.com, and there's stuff to click on there, mostly about my music career. Speaking of which, if you like the music that you hear throughout the show, it's all stuff that I wrote, and it's all available for absolutely free over at DerekBrink.BandCamp.com. All you do is enter zero or more as your purchase price, and you can have it. I won't even know that you took it. I don't collect your email address. I would just love it if you loved it. And if you want to email me, tell me what you think about stuff, what I, what you think about what I said, what you think about what I didn't say, what you think I should say about other things that I didn't discuss or haven't even heard about yet, which some of you do, uh, db at derekbrink.com. That's my email address. My initials db at derekbrink.com. The cats are now chasing each other around the room. I don't think you're likely to hear that unless they, okay, you might have heard that. That, that's, that's getting serious. Guys? We good? They have disappeared. Oh, there they are. Guys, we good? Okay, you good boys. Love you. I have a feeling you're going to be hearing me comforting my cats a lot in this episode. Although every time I say something like that, they then immediately shut up and go to sleep, so who knows. But, uh, what was I doing? Uh, you can email me, I think. That's probably the last thing I said. I don't know. Thoughts are a little bit scattered right now. Got a lot, a lot of balls in the air, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, and I, I, I haven't been sleeping right. I, you know what? On, on the show last time, uh, last time you heard me talk on the show, I was talking about reading scary stories and how, like, the stuff that couldn't actually happen doesn't bother me that much. And uh, those are famous last words. Okay, McGuire, jumping down on the table from the fridge. That's actually pretty impressive from, for, you don't do that much. But, come on, I'm recording a show. Uh, famous last words of uh, stuff that couldn't normally happen doesn't scare me that much. Read a, uh, a Neil Gaiman story out of the Trigger Warnings book that I hadn't read before uh, called uh, Click Clack the, uh, what is it, Click Clack the, the, 
something bag? The, 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 that's information I should have just had in front of me. I should have had the book in front of me. Because now i got to find out. Hang on a second. It is... Now I have the book. It is... Nope, that's not it. Ah, Click Clack the Rattle Bag. That's it. It's kind of a difficult to remember title, uh, but the, the, all of the words in it are important. Uh, you know, a, a professional show would just know the titles of stuff, but I'm me, and I think that's why you listen. Click Clack the Rattle Bag. Uh, it's one of those things, I'm not going to do spoilers on it. Uh, I will say if you're a fan of Neil Gaiman's, read that one. If you're not a fan of Neil Gaiman's, that one might turn you. It's a pretty brief, nice short story. Uh, really spooky in uh, a way that creeps up on you that just one of those I should have seen the end coming and I didn't and it got me, you know, and like I read it, you know, middle of the day, like noon or whatever, and then went and did stuff and then came back home and uh, like one of the things about it is stuff happens in the dark and I'll be completely honest with you, I'm a 43 year old man who lives alone and I'm a little afraid of the dark. I don't mind telling you that. A little afraid of the dark. I don't care what you think of me. Uh, so, you know, I get home and it, it gets to be nighttime and bedtime and whatnot. And I'm turning off lights and saying goodnight to the cats and it's getting darker in the house. I'm just like, ah, man, this sucks. And like, I tweeted at Neil Gaiman that I just read it and like, come on, man, you know, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, he didn't reply, but fine, whatever. Um, uh, so I went to bed and I just kept having scary dreams so I guess sometimes that stuff does get me. It was still wonderfully written, and it didn't stop me from reading more stuff. But, uh, yeah, that one just stuck with me a little bit. Because, like, ooh, they, I, 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 what it is is I should have seen it coming, and I, and I didn't. That's what it was, you know? So uh, that one got me. But that's uh, I haven't been sleeping great as a result of Neil Gaiman, which I think would make him very happy to hear. Uh, as, as it would any horror writer, you know, or fantasy writer or... Uh, however you want to classify him. I found I found his books in the horror section of Barnes & Noble recently, which I thought was a little bit of a mis, uh, miscast, mis, misnomer, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. Uh, if that is, in fact, one word. I think it is. Misnomer? Let's say it's one word. Somebody write in and tell me if that's one word. I'm going to forget to Google it. Uh, yeah, so that's been going on. And, you know, working on an album... And just working hard in general and cleaning up stuff around the house. Starting to, like, start thinking about the holidays and whatnot. Because turns out we're going to have Christmas this year. And, uh, you know, starting to think about that and think about budgets for that and that kind of stuff. And, and still don't trust that my car repair is actually holding. We'll find out as the weather gets colder. Uh, <laughs> hopefully we will find out when the weather isn't too cold for me to walk home. Uh, if I'm, uh, If it breaks down, you know a little ways away, but not so far away that I gotta get a ride. Uh, you know how it goes. How you doing, by the way? <laughs> I hope you're okay. Uh, I'm so tired. Sorry, guys. Uh, I'll tell you what I've got here, though. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna do a beverage review. We're gonna do a live beverage review right here for you, because I bumped into something that's finally at my grocery store, and I got excited about it. The uh, Guinness people, you all, you all know I love Guinness. Uh, I will often do this show with a drink. I'll have a beer or a, a glass of Kettle One or some whiskey or something, and I, I don't get drunk doing it. Usually, I don't. I certainly don't get drunk before I do it, uh, but I don't get drunk doing it usually, hardly ever. Sometimes by the end of a Fab 15, I'm a little bit tipsy because I'm just pounding down vodka while we're making lists. Uh, but I, uh, I, I, I sometimes enjoy a beer or whatnot with doing this show. Uh, but sometimes I don't want to, you know, and sometimes it's just water, or sometimes I want a beer, but I don't really want a beer, you know what I mean? And uh, the Guinness people, uh, what, a year or so ago, released a non-alcoholic version. They released Guinness Zero, non-alcoholic draw. And I'm a big Guinness guy, and it's finally at my grocery store, so I picked up a four-pack. And uh, I have had enough Guinness that I will know if this is any good or not. Uh, and I thought, I thought it'd be fun to try that out here on the show. Just try, try the Guinness non-alcoholic for the first time here on the show. So the cats are still running around. That's okay. We're going to open up a can. We're going to pour it into a glass. We're going to let it settle the way that you should. And we're going to see what happens. So here goes the open. Open. <laughs> 
okay, foam right out the top as it should be. That's uh, what Guinness does. We're going to 45 degree angle the can, pour it in up to a point, see how it looks. Got it right to where it should be, I think. We're just going to let that set for a minute, let it settle. It's foaming right. It's settling right. I see the bubbles and everything. They got at least the the carbonation and stuff correct in it. So that's a little bit of hope there. Because a non-alcoholic beer could go one of a couple of different ways. You know, it could be really good, dead on. The only thing you're missing is the alcohol. It could be really good, dead on, but you're really missing the alcohol. Or it could be just like way off and just taste like a flat beer, you know, and... I haven't had a lot of the non-alcoholic stouts that are out there. That's the 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 stouts being non-alcoholic is a relatively new thing. But uh uh you know, so there's I I I'm sure there are plenty of people still fine-tuning that. Uh, I haven't had any of the non-alcoholic spirits that are out there. There are people making spirits that are non-alcoholic like actual like liquor type drinks. Uh haven't had any of those. But uh, we're trying the Guinness here tonight. We're going to see how that is. I have high hopes because I think if anyone's going to get it right, it's going to be Guinness because they're Guinness. But uh, also, like I said, the the stouts I've had that are non-alcoholic have been a little bit flat tasting. So we've got that about settled to where it needs to be settled to top it off. That's how you pour a Guinness. You get it up to about mm, 75, 80% of the glass. Let that settle. Pour in the rest. Let that settle. And then you drink it. Looks okay here. We're gonna we're gonna just let that sit for a little while longer to let the new stuff settle in. In the meantime, yeah, tell me how you're doing. Like I just, <laughs> it's I you know I'm 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 clearly waiting on a thing. It, it like you take over the show for a little while. Uh huh. No, no, I haven't seen that yet. No, it's that's good. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 rough all over. Really? No, as as many as that. Huh. No, no, I I don't know anything about 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 it. I, it's sure, sure, the war. Yeah, the war. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a hell of a thing. No, 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 no. We're not gonna we're not gonna take a firm stance on on that on the podcast because you know it's I you you know people on all sides and. It's not really what we're here for. Yeah, I know I talked about the last presidential election quite a bit. I, sue me. What are you going to... Come on. All right, look, I didn't know you were going to be like this. I, I, I shouldn't have given you the opportunity. I should have just kept talking about Guinness and about non-alcoholic beer. I'm sorry that I... Look, I, 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 hey, watch your mouth. This is a family program. Uh, suddenly. D d come on. All right, sorry. Thanks for humoring me in that. I think we're about settled here on the Guinness. Uh, it looks right. It smells right. We're going to take our first taste. The, be the best way to taste a Guinness, by the way, you got a little bit of a head on it. You want to take your upper lip and stick it through the foam into the actual beer and uh, take a drink that way because you get a lot more of a, a lot more richness and a lot more of the kind of milky flavor of Guinness that way. So that's... Uh, it looks really, it looks good. It looks really right. So let's, we're gonna, we're gonna take a proper sip and tell you what we think. That is not bad. It's not, it's not quite, uh, not quite Guinness Draw. It's not quite, not quite the same. I mean, I, what it is, is it's a stout, but I miss the alcohol. That's what it is. Uh, but that is not bad. I'm actually really impressed. That, uh... I didn't drink for six years, for reasons I may have documented on this show in the past, I don't know. But I didn't drink for six years until I got back on the sauce, hashtag back on the sauce. And uh, I, uh, I missed Guinness in particular during that time, so I've had quite a bit of Guinness since that time. Nobody has to worry, everybody's fine. Uh, but I've had quite a bit of Guinness since that time. I've had Guinness recently, and this is my first non-alcoholic Guinness, and... Uh, uh, I think if this had been around during the years where I wasn't drinking, I wouldn't have resumed drinking. This is actually pretty, pretty strong for what it is. And by strong, I just mean it's done pretty well. I've had a second drink now. Uh, yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I'm impressed, Guinness. 
Guinness Zero. Murder Your Thirst. Uh, it's, uh, it's good stuff. Uh, so that was, that was a first on the show, I think. Live beer review. Not sponsored in any way, but if I were to be sponsored, I would love for it to be by Guinness. Because Guinness, I, I will sing Guinness's praises any time of the day or night to anyone. Uh, but uh, uh, if they want to start paying me to do that, that'd be wonderful. Same with Liquid Death. I, I, I will sell out to just about anybody. Uh, as I always say, everybody's got a price, and I think you'll find them surprisingly affordable. But uh, I would uh, I would love it if Guinness were a sponsor, but they are never going to be because they are Guinness and don't need me. But uh, yeah, the Nile Call Guinness, good stuff. Who would have guessed? We got uh, we got a lot of show for you today. We're really only discussing two more things now that we've had the Guinness. We're really only discussing two more things. One of them I'm gonna have to plug in a guitar for, and that's gonna be fun for me. And the other one is going to be fun for me because I get to talk about Frasier for a while. And I love talking about Frasier, as longtime fans of the show will know. So hang around for that. It's going to be a good one. My grandmother used to talk to me Back when she still had her thoughts And sometimes she'd sing to me from the 1930s charts and Grandpa used to play for me Songs on his old guitar. Okay, checkmates, I want to talk to you about Frasier for like a while uh, Because I love Frasier I think everybody knows I love Frasier I'm well documented on this podcast as loving Frasier And knowing a lot about Kelsey Grammer's personal life A lot of which you're not prepared to hear We try to have fun on this show Kelsey Grammer's personal life gets pretty dark. It includes a lot of people dying in horrible ways and other things that are just unpleasant. Uh, it, it's it's not we're not going to we're not going to get into that. I get into that in a different episode somewhere in the archive. You can track that down if you want to. Or you can ask ask a question by emailing db@derekbrink.com and I'll be glad to tell you the tragic life story of Kelsey Grammer, who still manages to have fun and laugh, and sure, he seems to have some kind of public drinking problem, but he's been through a lot. The last thing that that guy needs is me making fun of him. I don't even care that he votes Republican. He's been through so much that I'm okay with just agreeing to differ with Kelsey Grammer on that, because he's been through enough. Look it up sometime. He's, uh... It's impressive that he gets out of bed in the morning. That man, in many ways, is a hero, and uh, we need to acknowledge that. But that's not even why I love Frasier. I just love Frasier independently of anything else. I just think it's really funny and smart and charming and wonderful, and it makes me really happy. And, like, I see a lot of myself in it in various characters over time. Like, the last time I did a full watch-through of Frasier, I realized I was the same age that Frasier was when he started Frasier. Which, it, it kind of gave me some hope. Because it seems like some things go pretty well for Frasier by the end of the original run of Frasier. And I've seen myself in Niles a lot, because I don't know how to talk to women. Uh, so I see myself in Niles quite a bit. If, 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 if anybody out there, by the way, has, like, a crush on me, I need you to be the one who says something, because I, I just, I can't. I don't know what to do. Uh, I, I, I don't know how to deal with that. So, like, you say something, and I will be grateful. Like Niles, in that way. Uh, as I'm getting older, uh, I'm starting to see a little bit, bit more of Martin in me. Uh, <laughs> so that's, looking forward to that. Probably my 60s, just being Martin. Maybe, I mean, with cats instead of a dog, and probably with... Uh, maybe with less reliance on the sort of quad cane that he used. I at least want a cooler cane than Marty Crane. That rhymes, and you know it rhymes. Uh, I've never seen myself in Daphne, particularly. Except that I'm kind of an Anglophile, so there's that. What is this list I'm making? I like Frasier a lot, and uh, I, uh, I, I enjoy it quite a bit. I've watched the series 
over and over again. I, I, I know as much about Frasier as some of you do about the Bible. I'm, I'm really into Frasier. I love Frasier. Uh, I also just enjoy saying the word Frasier. Frasier. Uh, so I was interested, although cautiously so, when I found out that they were doing a rebooted series of Frasier. Picking up with the character of Frasier, where he is at now. Not like a complete, you know, reboot. Not like we're going back to square one with a different guy playing Frasier. Uh, no, it's Kelsey Grammer as Frasier, as the Frasier we've known. All of the show is canon. At least most of it. Uh, we'll get into that in a moment. Uh, but it, it picks up with Frasier at the age that he is now and the place that he is now. Which, by the way, he's back in Boston, so there's a chance for some Cheers cast cameos. Uh, you get Ted Danson on that thing, have him wander around. He did that on the original run of Frasier. Maybe Frasier can walk back into Cheers. Wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't it? Uh, anyway, he, uh, yeah, I, there, there, there's potential for that kind of stuff. Uh, so they, they, did, uh, they did the reboot. The first two episodes of the reboot came out. Uh, I, a reboot is probably wrong. New series, I guess, is probably the right way to say it. I... They, they, they put out the first two episodes. I decided to watch them this past weekend. Uh, I was nervous and not expecting much going in because I've been burnt in the past, particularly by Murphy Brown, which I really tried with the relaunched Murphy Brown. Relaunch, that's a good word for it. I really tried with the relaunched Murphy Brown, and it just didn't take because... I, really, the biggest problem with the Murphy Brown relaunch was that you could tell that Candace Bergen just wasn't into it. Like, Murphy Brown didn't want to be Murphy Brown, you know? <laughs> and and you could feel that. Or if she was into it, then she had just kind of not not figured out what the character was now, you know, and was maybe struggling with that. Honestly, that show, if it had gotten a second season, might have found its feet. But I needed Frasier to be better. <laughs> you know what I mean? I needed Frasier to know what it was doing right away and for Kelsey Grammer to know what Frasier is like now but not have lost the old Frasier. And uh, I, needed the, I needed the tone of it to be right, you know? So I went in scared because Frasier is one of my favorite things in the world. I love Frasier. And I watched it. I watched the first two episodes... And I have some issues, and we will talk about those issues. But the TLDR, that's too long, didn't read, for those of you who are not uh, under the age of uh, 50. Uh, the, the TLDR on it is there's some potential there that I hope that they live up to. By the way, I've also been a little bit disappointed by the new launch of Night Court. I wanted to love it, just didn't. Uh, but yeah, the first two episodes of Frasier... There's potential there. And that's coming from someone who deeply loves Frasier and was prepared for it to fail. <laughs> so we catch up with Frasier. Uh, spoilers, I guess, kind of, anyway. Not major ones. I'm not going to give you huge plot points. But also, we're only two episodes in, so there's not, like, there's not the huge season arc or whatever. And also, it's a comedy. So, you know, I'm not going to, uh, you know, maybe some light spoilers. I'm not going to, like, blow the whole thing for you. But I'll give you some of the, like, some of what you can expect and some of the general setup and who some of the characters are and that kind of thing. Uh, we, we catch up with Frasier now in Boston, coming off of a plane, being picked up by one of his friends, welcoming him, welcoming him back to Boston. Uh, it quickly becomes clear that he's, you know, it's sort of prepared to be in Boston. You know, this is not, this is not like a sudden thing, but... Uh, he, he gets back to Boston, he's figuring out where he's going to work a little bit, and he ends up with a job by the end of the first episode. That's not a major spoiler. We all figured he would. He's Frasier, starring in Frasier, you know? <laughs> but he also reconnects with his son, Freddie, or Frederick, depending on who you talk to. Reconnects with Freddie. Uh, and he reconnects with uh, Niles and Daphne's son, David. And uh, he has his couple of friends of his own there. He uh, reconnects with, well, I guess he connects for the first time with Freddy's roommate, Eve, who, by the way, is a great character, and the actress playing her is fantastic. I love Eve. 
Like, she was... She really became my first buy-in point to the show. Because I went, oh, I like her. She's very charming. You know, like, I kind of... I You need a character that helps you be the window into the show. Uh, and I think of the original series, that was probably Martin, you know? I mean, we all were ready for Frasier to be good because we love Cheers, you know? But... I, I think everybody kind of went, oh, I, I get Martin. You know, he's my window into this pompous lunatics world, you know. One of the things I was worried about was we didn't have any of the original cast returning. We don't have any Niles. We don't have any Daphne. John Mulroney has sadly passed on. Uh, we don't have any little dog running around. You know, we don't have any of the original characters coming back for at least four full-time roles. Who knows what cameos may happen in the future? I certainly don't. I haven't read any spoilers. I haven't read ahead. But we, uh, I was concerned about that because Frasier really only works if you also have a Niles, because if you only have Frasier, you go, oh my god, Frasier's insane. How can people stand this guy? Well, the answer to that is you bring in Niles, who is even worse. You know, and is even even more fish out of water. And then Fraser kind of makes sense. So, that, you know, we needed a Niles. And we got that in the character of Niles and Daphne's son, who is living in uh, in the area and who Fraser's connecting with and saying things like, oh, you remind me of your father, of, of, of your mother. And then he says something pretentious. Oh, now you remind me of your father. You know, th that's sort of where that character is. He also has a couple of his own friends who, frankly, I hope kind of drift out of the show because his, his actual peers aren't that interesting and aren't that well-crafted of characters. Um, maybe they'll get there, maybe they won't, but I, I hope we spend more time with the family and with the kids. The show really needs to be the kids being one of the primary focuses of the show, and Frasier needs to move into the Martin position. You know, that's what they need to do with it and start building up these young actors. Uh, I don't know that they're going to do that. I feel like they're going to do some of that, but maybe not enough. We'll see, you know, but that's sort of what I'm hoping for. Uh, we've got, yeah, we've got a couple of his friends milling about who I find completely uninteresting and sort of suck the, the energy out of the show into... And this is no comment on the actors. It's a comment on the character construction. I just, I feel like they draw you away from the show and sort of, it feels like two different shows. It feels like they're trying to figure out, okay, is the show Frasier and his friends or Frasier and his family? The show needs to be Frasier and his family, period. It just needs to, because his friends come across as disingenuous. Like one of the early comments that I made about it while I was live tweeting watching it was that uh, uh, this feels like a very disingenuous laugh track because he had really only dealt with his friends so far. When he started dealing with Frederick, Freddie, whatever, and with David, kind of got, okay, this is what the show needs to be. This is where the heart of the show is, and they need to build on that and build on it hard. And they started doing that. It was kind of nice because I was, during the pilot episode, and by the way, never judge a show by its first episode. Never judge by the pilot. It's always terrible, and it's always going to change. So, you know, I, I went into the pilot going, all right, I'm just going to have to get through this. You know? <laughs> and we got into episode two. That, that's the problem with streaming, as it stands right now, is if a show does a pilot and it's not working, you can kind of revamp and tweak as the episodes are going on and get there by the end of the series, streaming, you've already got the series done. If you fuck up your first series, it's over. Your fans are gone. You have no reason to do a second one. So, like, that's the problem with TV as we are now doing it. It's all in the can, and it's all, you know, you can't, you can't course correct as easily. But anyway, I was watching the pilot, and just, sort of just kind of going, all right, this is a pilot, I need to remember that, but also... It's nowhere near as good as I wanted it to be, and it's starting to feel like what I was afraid it was going to be. And then, we got to the last ten minutes. The last ten minutes takes a turn into the heart that was present in the original Frasier show, and into the family dynamic that was present. Because we have a little bit of conflict between Frasier and Freddy that they sit there and somewhat uncomfortably work out for us to see. 
And a lot of people are, who like Frasier casually aren't going to remember how m much of a part of the original show that was. Especially the first season. The conflict between Frasier and Martin was heart-wrenching at times. There were... The, the two of them got to points where it was, like, teary and was really rough and was hard to watch. And they're starting to lean into that a little bit here in the early episode. In the, in the first episode, I should say. And a little bit in the second episode, too. But they really hit it in the last ten minutes of the first episode. And I went, oh, okay, now they've got me. Now they've got me. You know? So I, I, it, it took until that last ten minutes where they started really exploring the family dynamic for me to go, okay, there's some hope here. And then they got into episode two, and uh, it, 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 it kept with the family dynamic, and it, it touched on his work stuff. The work stuff wasn't quite as critical. It seemed like they're leaning a little bit more toward the family, and that was really good news. I really liked that. And I think there's some real potential there. One of the other issues I have, though, is in the character of Freddy. Because we have Freddy Crane, who is an established character, going back to Frasier. Uh, going back, really, to Cheers, but going back to Frasier, we saw the character of Freddy Crane, played by a completely different actor now. I don't know if they asked the original actor or not, but... Uh, and by the original actor, I guess I mean the second actor, because it was played by a kid who absolutely didn't fit with the show, no offense to that kid. And then, years later, was played by uh, the kid whose name I used to know and I can't think of now, but he was also in Basketball. Uh, that kid. He, he was Freddie Crane for the... <laughs> Basketball. You've all seen Basketball, right? That movie the South Park guys made uh, that wasn't about South Park, that... <laughs> Only I like. Uh, you've, you've seen basketball. Um, Freddy was played by a young actor in that, and it, who is still acting. So I don't know if he just passed on it, if they didn't ask him and decided they wanted to go a different way. I, I don't know what the story is there, but I, I kind of... Like, uh, they're bringing back the character. I wish they could have brought back that actor. But at the same time, last time we saw that actor, he was a child, so he could have grown up to be anything, and it's it's excusable. But... Nevertheless, they bring in a new Freddy, but this is an established character. We know things about this character. We know how smart he is. We know that he's got a bunch of allergies. We know that he has his mother and father's DNA. We know that his mother and father are Frasier and Lilith. And there is no way that Freddy Crane grew up under the tutelage of Lilith and turned out, A, this well-adjusted or be this cool. There's no way he's into baseball. There's just no way that he's into baseball to the point that he even knows the words Fenway Park. There's no way that that's Freddie Crane. But it's being delivered well enough that I can overlook that and I can forgive it because they did dip into Freddie trying to find himself and trying to be something other than just, you know, Fraser and Lilith's kid. Like he... There was the episode in the original series where he had kind of a goth thing going on, and you could tell that he was, you know, smart, but using his intelligence in ways that, you know, Frasier and Lilith didn't always approve of. That was in the show, too. But, you know, you also... I don't know, I just, I, I just think of the episodes where he was just so clearly a brain and was going to turn into the two of them, you know? But they do... In the show, like he went to Harvard, but he dropped out, you know. So they're 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 toying with, they're toying with that, you know. They're they're paying homage to that to some extent, but I still just don't feel like, all right, that's not the Freddie Crane that we left in Seattle, you know, or uh, whatever. I, he wasn't in Seattle, I guess. I guess he was in Boston, uh, but we. That's not the. It, it, there's no way that that kid turned into that guy. There's just not, you know, but. What, 20 years have passed? Okay. Let's, I'll, I'll, I'll let it go. I'll get over it. You know, he's been through some things. Maybe we'll explore that a little bit deeper. Or maybe I'll just, up, I'll, let me try that sentence again. Or maybe I'll just end up enjoying the show and I'll completely forget about it and not care. Which is probably exactly what they're hoping for. Which, if it's good enough TV, that's exactly what'll happen. So, that's where we are. 
There are things about the current run of Frasier, the current relaunch of Frasier, that I don't like. I don't like Frasier's friends. I think Freddy is a little bit off for where he needs to be. There's a little bit, like, they're, they're trying for some of the same intelligence that the original show had, but they're a little bit missing it, you know? Like, there's the, the joke that's in the previews that you've seen in the commercials, if you've seen the commercials, is uh, his, his boss lady is saying that her sister uh, just got, I, I don't know, some kind of job at Yale. Yale! Yale, Frazier! And he goes, don't you Yale at me! And that's the kind of joke that, that wouldn't have made the original show. You know, that's not, that's not clever enough. It's just, it's a homophone. It's not, that's not smart, you know? <laughs> and uh, so there's a little bit of, like, they're, they're still finding a little bit of their feet with that. But I think it might get there. I've got some hope for this show. In a way that I didn't with Night Court, in a way that I didn't with Murphy Brown, even though I really tried to champion Murphy Brown anyway, because I thought we needed a Murphy Brown during the Trump administration, but it just, we didn't have it. Uh, even though we had it, we didn't have it, you know? <laughs> and uh, But this isn't the same thing. This isn't, you know, something that we necessarily need culturally. This is just something fun for guys like me, you know? And I think they have a chance to be really fun for guys like me. There's a lot of potential there that they can build on. And I'm looking forward to seeing more episodes. By the time you hear this, there will probably be another episode of that up, and I'll have watched it. But I, uh, I, I, I don't know if it's just that I love Frasier so much that I want it to be good, or if it's actually got the potential that I think it has. But as somebody who loves, loves, loves Frasier... I'm 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 looking forward to seeing where this goes, and look, it'll I, I I know it'll probably be a season and then be done. That's how streaming works, you know, and that's how reboots work, and that's how relaunches work, and that's how continued series works. I uh, I I know that, but I'm kind of looking forward to seeing where it goes, you know, and I hope it comes out on physical media so I can set it next to the rest of my Fraser box set, and it'll you know kind of fit in and all that, but. Uh, I don't know. It's got some potential, and I hope it lives up to it. That's really where we are with it. And by we, I mean I. And by our, I mean am. And by it, I mean Frasier. So, there you go. That's my review of the relaunched Frasier. This uh, Guinness non-alcoholic drinks way too quickly. I'm already out of the first can, and uh, that's a shame. I'm going to switch to an actual beer that I can take my time drinking because I know that it's beer rather than uh, beer-tasting water that just goes down too quickly. That's, that's the problem with N.A. beers. You don't feel the need to take, to take it slow. You know, so I've had, I, I, I still enjoyed it, but it just went too quick. This has been your ongoing Guinness review in the midst of me being somewhat optimistic about Fraser. on searching for whatever it is that gets me by keep on working and finding something that's supposed to get me high keep pretending that i'm never ever gonna have to die keep believing that one of these days i'm gonna get dry but that's not how it works All right, and for my next trick, I'm going to plug in a guitar, because I want to talk to you about a guitar effect that has recently taken over my life. It is a new one, well, a newish one. It's, it's probably about a year or so old. Now, I'm not really sure. I'll, I'd have to, I'd have to look that up, and I think we all know that I am not going to. Uh, it's, it's an effect though that is. Uh, uh, I guess the latest addition to my board. I've got 18 boxes on my pedal board. I'll put a picture of that on the on the thing, uh, the blog over at emptychecking.blogspot.com. Uh, massive pedal board. I've I've gone quite insane because I just want everything in the same place. Like I don't want to have to build separate boards. I just want to take one board. If I'm playing electric, acoustic, bass, what have you, I just want to take one board with me, and I've I've built that basically. Uh, so I, I switch things in, in and out all the time, and the most recent ad is this new one by Strymon called The Cloudburst. 
It's a reverb pedal. I love myself some reverbs and some delays and things like that. I've got, uh, it might be 50% of the pedal board is reverbs and delay. Uh, I just, I love those effects and playing with them. And I have some that are redundant, in fact, that are sort of, you know, I I could easily do that with one of the other pedals. But I also like to set it and forget it. Just, I turn it on and it does exactly what I want it to do. I don't have to mess with the knobs, especially if I'm on stage. Which I haven't been in a while. If anybody wants to book me to do something, I'm up for it. Uh, but yeah, that's I, that's what my board is now. It's just one big board and the Strymon Cloudburst is toward the end of it. And I want to give you a sense of what it is because frankly, it's... Quite probably the best reverb I've ever played through in my career. Uh, and it doesn't do everything. There are a bunch of reverbs out there that are really cool that aren't part of this unit. This is mainly kind of a, uh, kind of a hall style reverb, kind of an ambient reverb, I think is probably the best way to, to classify it. But uh, it does some really cool things, and it does those things so well that it was just it destined for my board. Uh, I do have still on my board a spring reverb and things like that. Well, really, I have the uh, Electroharmonics uh, Ocean's 11 reverb, which has 11 different reverbs on it, and it's just kind of set to spring because I like spring reverbs as well. So that's that's on there too. But uh, the, the uh, Cloudburst is going to be a big, big part of my sound going forward. And what I'm doing here to give you a little demo of it is I've just, I've plugged into my board, and I've plugged my board into the mixing board. So, like, I'm running direct. I'm not running through an amp. I've got an amp simulator that's on the board. I've got, the, it's another Strymon effect. I've got the Strymon Iridium on the board that does a pretty good job of modeling amps. And uh, that's there. And, uh, let's see, as far as the tone, I'm using the Jason Isbell uh, Telecaster, because of course I am. It's <laughs> sort of my number one right now. Uh, and I'm really not doing much. I've got the Iridium running, so it sounds like I'm in an amp, or it sounds at least a little bit more like I'm in, in an amp. And outside of that, I've really just got some tone shaping. I've got a compressor, I've got uh, an EQ, and the uh, BBE Sonic Stomp, which, if you don't know what that is, I, I don't know exactly what it does. It's just a make-your-guitar-sound-better pedal, and it's always on for me. Just rounds out... You know, especially some of the lows, really nicely. So that's that's really what I've got going on here. Here's my clean tone. I've got the Telecaster in the middle position, so here's my clean tone. You get it. Uh, that's my clean tone, and uh, we're going to basically keep it clean. If I do kick on any distortion, it'll be a pedal by the company Dr. Scientist, which is a great name, and the name of the pedal is The Elements. That's my favorite distortion pedal that I've found. Uh, because it's the only guitar distortion, I found bass distortions that do this, but it's the only guitar distortion i found that has a blend knob, so I can blend in my clean tone and have have it sound like I've got a clean guitar and a, a, and a distorted guitar doing the same thing at the same time. I love that. Every guitar pedal that is a distortion pedal should have that, and this is the only one I've found. And it does a million cool distortion sounds, too, but I, I mainly kind of keep it to one. It's such a good pedal. I should demo that. It's such a good pedal that I've had other people listen to my distortion sound and go, what What are you using? How are you doing that? You know, and just kind of... <laughs> and I know I'm responsible for a couple of sales for Dr. Scientist. So there's that as well. But the, uh, the Cloudburst is the main thing we're here to talk about. So... Let me give you an example first of a spring reverb. This is the reverb that I've been using for the past several years out of the Ocean's Eleven uh, Electro Harmonics box. And it's a really good reverb, but I just I just want you to hear kind of the difference between reverbs. Here's here's the spring that I've been using. Hear that little echo there? Kind of has a drip in it. Hear that little drip? For those of you who don't know much about guitar effects, that's really what a reverb does. It just kind of makes it sound like you're playing in a big open space, like in a cave or something. And if used subtly, it's you don't even know that it's there. And in fact, if if I just had that on all the time and it was just playing you know, hard chords, you'd have no idea. It was like. <laughs> 
Most of you, until I stopped playing, had no idea I still had the reverb on. Some of you did, because you're guitar players. Uh, or similar. But that's uh, that's the standard reverb that I've been using. Let me, uh, let me play a little bit for you now with the Cloudburst. It's just a completely different kind of reverb, and it, it's, uh, you'll see why it's called ambient here. See how much wider that sounds? That's a very nice reverb, very pretty, and very kind of, you can see why it's called ambient. If it just did that, it would still be on my board, but it does a lot more than that. It has a modulation knob, and it has uh, tone knobs, and it has an ensemble function, and let's get into some of those real quick. Sorry for those of you that this is boring for, but I, I love talking about this crap. Uh, let's talk about the modulation knob first. It's kind of, modulation is what we generally think of, of cor as chorus, and the best way I can display that is to turn it way, way up beyond where anybody would naturally use it. So this is, this is kind of an idea of what modulation does. You hear that wobble in there? You hear that wobble? That's modulation. And used to excess, it's crazy, but used subtly, just a little bit of it, it sounds, it just kind of rounds out the sound a little bit, makes it seem a little bit more, more uh, full and kind of 12 stringy, maybe, but not really, but just a little bit more full and rich. I didn't have it on previously, I had it on just there. You don't really notice it if you use it right, and that's sort of how I like to use it. Uh, the modulation, one of the interesting things about this pedal is the modulation effect and the other effect that we're about to talk about exists not in the actual guitar note, not in the, not in the note that you're picking, it exists in the echo. It exists in the actual reverb, and the, that's just really cool. They're not affecting the first note, they're affecting the echo. And that's, uh, that's cool. I just think that's really cool. I don't know how you even pull that off, but they did. Uh, the other thing that it does re that's really cool is the ensemble mode. And what that means is, for those of us who have been using reverbs for a long time, we might be familiar with the shimmer effect. It adds little high notes kind of in the background that, again, maybe in a full mix you're not even going to notice but it really adds some richness and texture and tone i use shimmer effects here and there when i want something when i want to pretend that there's also a keyboard playing <laughs> kind of is sort of what shimmer is for and the ensemble mode does that but it does it really really well and because it's happening in the reverb not in the signal of the guitar you've got some options for how to change it using the tone knob because the tone knob like all the other stuff. The tone knob isn't affecting the tone of the guitar, it's affecting the tone of the reverb. It's so brilliantly designed. But let me let me play a little bit of the ensemble mode so you can tell what the ensemble is like. It's got two settings. One is very loud, one is just kind of a little bit more mid-range. I'm going to go right to very loud and give you an extreme example of what the ensemble sounds like. So here we go. <laughs> That's crazy. I wouldn't normally use that much, but it's it's good to have a loud example of it. Uh, let me show you a little bit of what the tone knob can do with that. Kind of remember that tone, and I'm going to move the tone knob around a little bit, and you can see how it it changes the shape of the ensemble.
So yeah, you got a lot of options just with the ensemble. Like, do you want it to sound more like a trumpet or more like a stringed instrument? I, I love that that's in the tone knob. I don't have to do anything but turn the tone. That's so cool. It's so cool. But yeah, that's the very loud setting of the ensemble. I usually dial it back a little bit more. This is kind of the mid-range settings, or the the uh, mezzo forte, I guess, or uh, uh, what do they call it on the pedal? Hang on. Oh, it's mezzo piano. Is the uh, that's sort of medium soft. Is the in in music terms is the is the middle setting. So that's this is a little bit more where I normally use it. In fact, this is probably a little bit loud because there's a volume control for that too. So, but uh, this is sort of closer to where I normally would have it. <laughs> Actually, that's not too bad. Isn't that lovely? Ooh, there's even a little bit of... You hear that kind of cello sound fading out there in the in the reverb? Ooh, that's nice. It's uh, It does so many cool little effects, and some of them are accidental like that. That's one of the reasons I love playing with reverb. Sometimes stuff happens that you didn't intend, and it's always kind of nice. Unless you're, you hit, like, a bad note, unless you kind of, like, just... Actually, that's not bad. Yeah, see, that's off-putting. And that's just going to echo forever. But, you know, I otherwise love playing around with reverb. Uh, it's another pedal that has a blend knob on it, or a mix knob, so I can put in more of my uh, straight signal or less of it. If I go, like, crazy, like all the way mix, all the way turned up, so it's just the effect, here's what happens there. And I could see a place for that if I'm just strictly doing an effect in the background of a mix or something, but I don't see myself using that too much, again, unless I'm just kind of going for that. I tend to like the mix right about at, uh, right about at 50% there. It's just a really, really lovely reverb. Uh, you know what? I talked about the Dr. Scientist pedal. Let me kick it on for just a minute so you can hear sort of what that'll do with this kind of reverb. I'm actually going to turn the ensemble mode off so you can just kind of hear what the, you know, what the distortion is like against the natural reverb. And, and maybe I'll then stop and kick the ensemble back on. But this is, uh, this is just the Dr. Scientist distortion since I talked about it, the elements pedal, uh, with the Strymon Cloudburst.
intentionally threw in some weird stuff there for you. But yeah, you can see that that's a really cool, really versatile pedal. You can probably see why it landed on my board. With distortion, it sounds great. Without distortion, it sounds great. It's cool with the ensemble mode. It's cool without the ensemble mode. You're going to be hearing a lot out of that pedal. It'll usually be turned down a little bit. It won't usually be quite so loud and pronounced. I usually like my reverb present, but not over the top. But that's uh, that's it. That's the, the Cloudburst. It's a really cool ambient pedal. And if you're a guy like me who likes noodling with stuff like that, it's, it's probably for you. Yeah, that's it. The Cloudburst. It's a beautiful, beautiful pedal. And it does beautiful, beautiful things. And you're going to be hearing a lot of it from me in the not-too-distant future whenever I put out a new album once again, which I am bound to do. But until then, how about a little bit more out of me right now? one to mix. Uh, <laughs> that might take me a little bit. A uh, couple things here as we kind of end out the uh, the episode. FYI, I don't, a little look behind the curtain here, I don't always uh, record these things in one sitting. I sometimes will do them over like a couple days even. And uh, that's what I did with this one. And somewhere between when this one started and as I'm talking to you right now, I seem to have developed an ear infection. So I'm dealing with that. The good news about ear infections is, one, I don't think there's ever been a documented case of COVID that started with an ear, ear infection, so I'm pretty sure I'm safe there. But the other good news is, uh, two, uh, they're not contagious, but if they turn into colds, the cold is contagious. So I'm just kind of playing it safe and keeping away from people. Which, I mean, let's be honest, was the plan anyway. I, I, <laughs> I don't ever want to see people exactly, so... But, uh, yeah, I got an, got an ear infection. I'm prone to them. I've been getting them since I was ki a kid. I almost said I've been getting them since I was kids. Since I was more than one kid, I've been getting ear infections. And, uh, uh, that's just part of my plight. I'm usually good for one or two of them a year. I, I, you can usually kind of count on that from me. This one caught me by surprise. I was, uh... Uh, getting, I was, I was very tired and I was a little dizzy and I thought I was just, you know, dizzy tired as happens to some of us insomniacs. And, uh, no, it turned out that was the start of an ear infection because by the time I went to bed, my ear hurt and it got worse laying down as they do and et cetera, et cetera. So anyway, keep your old uncle Derek and your thoughts there. Uh, the other thing I want to say, I uh, meant to do an upload in between episodes to tell you this. You might be noticing that this show is going up sometime on Thursday, and uh, I think that's going to be what it is from now on. I think we're just going to go to Thursdays, because I, uh, I had been on Tuesdays, and then that's obviously become a moving target, and it's, uh, <laughs> not as uh, uh, I'm not hitting that mark usually. So uh, I seem to be getting them up on about Thursday in general. Uh, or at least later than Tuesday. But if I shoot for Thursday, that feels absolutely doable. So we're going to move to Thursdays. I hope that doesn't mess anybody's schedule up. I hope that that's okay. Uh, if it does, I'm very sorry. But at the same time, it, it, if you need it to be on a Tuesday, just like take a week off and then listen to that episode on Tuesday. It'll be fine. I'm not usually super topical on these things. Every now and again a little bit, but, you know, usually I'm talking... I mean, I review albums from 40 years ago, as though I heard them for the first time. I mean, I think you're okay hearing what I said on Thursday on Tuesday, you know? Uh, but if it is an inconvenience to anybody, I do apologize. I understand... I'm a fan of podcasts. It hurts my ear every time I fucking swallow. Uh, I'm a fan of podcasts. I know that sometimes when you expect one to be out on a certain day and it's not, it kind of throws off your listening schedule and, you know, you were, oh, I was looking forward to that and now it's not happening and, uh, you know, I, I, I get it. I, I really do. So I apologize if anybody finds themselves in that boat. But hey, show isn't over or anything. Just gonna shoot for a different day for the upload. That's all that's happening. It's going to be all right. You're going to be all right. 
Thanks so much for listening this time around. I hope you had fun. I sure did, except for right now when I'm talking to you with an ear infection. Uh, Otherwise, I had fun. And I hope you did too. Please remember to do whatever keeps you happy, healthy, and safe. Please remember that black lives matter, that LGBTQIA plus rights are human rights, that women's rights are human rights, and that I shouldn't have to tell you any of that. And checkmates, please be good to each other, be good to yourself, forgive each other, and forgive yourself. And while you're doing all that, check us out next time. Fraser, 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 Fraser!